as our values even change over time, we go through different stages and phases of our life. I do have a daughter. So there is definitely a piece of my life that I feel is purposeful in being a role model, in being a mother. I feel maybe as I get older and I may have ailing parents, my purpose may be to be of greater service to them. It absolutely does change. Namaste and welcome. I'm Vettina Blumenthal and you're listening to the Soul Compass Podcast. I'm here to help you find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. Take this moment and focus on yourself, for your mental health, your ability to find ease in your everyday life, and your emotional well-being. It is so important that you nourish yourself not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Here at Soul Compass, you'll learn practical tips from experts who will leave you with a sharper focus and a renewed commitment to yourself. Here right now with a shining light of a being. She is a beautiful example of how you can fuse your gifts and passions to live a life of purpose. She has spent thousands of hours volunteering around the globe while using her skills as a life coach to create and inspire change makers. She helps individuals clarify their life purpose and gain the confidence to live it through her YouGo programs. Today, we're going to pick her brain about the pillars of happiness and learn more about her wild self-discovery journey. I'm delighted to welcome the lovely Jill Valentine. Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Jill and I met, was it the 2018 Dovetail Women's Summit? Yes. 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 And she's joined me at a few of our wonderful soul events here in Toronto. Both you and I share a love of transformational experiences. That's probably why we get along so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we all have a story about how we got into this wellness industry. I'm curious to know a little bit more about yours. I don't think I've ever actually dove into this with you. <laughs> what was the moment that sparked your transformational journey to where you are today? I'm not even sure it was exactly a moment. I've had a bit of a journey and there's been some moments along the way. I worked in the nonprofit world. I mean, I did like a year on base It was so not for me. And then I spent a ton of time in the nonprofit world trying to do good and be good and, and help others. But for the entire time I was working there, I never really felt purposeful. Like I didn't really truly feel like I was giving. I'm talking like I worked at a ton of the, you know, the big charities in Toronto and everything. I finally came closer when I worked within the disability sport world. I went and became a recreation therapist, and then I ended up working in development in the disability sport world. I then actually met a guy, and we decided to spend a year living abroad and volunteering abroad. I had done it briefly before, but I really wanted to, you know, do it properly this time, really have intention behind why I was doing it. So anyways, we both headed off and spent a year living in Uganda doing disability sport developments. It was honestly one of the best years of my life, personally and professionally. He proposed while we were there. I organized and facilitated the first national disability sports summit in Uganda. Like it was just the most incredible year. Then came home and you would think I'd be like super excited and happy. I came home and I actually was really, really depressed and really struggled because I, 
had no idea what I was going to do now that I was back. I had had such purpose. I'd had such like an amazing everything in my life. And now I was here and I was like, what am I going to do here? I'm going to feel that, you know, same sense of purpose. So I decided to get into life coaching because I'm all about helping people and all of that stuff. And through my life coaching journey, I ended up reflecting a ton, like through the training, a ton on my time in Uganda. What have I experienced? What was it that was so amazing? What were my values and everything? And I realized that I needed to recreate in my life here what I'd had in Uganda. It was just this meshing of coaching and that incredible experience abroad that brought me to just such a place of happiness. I was loving my life now. I was like, I knew what I was going to do. I had amazing friends. I started building community because I realized that was something that I had lacked. And then I went to the Philippines to mesh a little bit more this coaching and volunteering abroad idea. I spent a month doing work in the Philippines after Typhoon Haiyan. So I was there with an amazing organization, meeting incredible people. And a lot of them that I spoke with and coached with were struggling with the idea of what am I going to do when I go back home after this profound experience? Volunteering and traveling is so profound and such an amazing experience, but so many people don't actually process it. They come home after a trip and they're like, I've changed, but I don't know how. And so that is how first Dare to be a Dandelion was created. And then we rebranded and it's now called You Go Travel for Change. This idea of taking people abroad and using travel and service as a way to find your purpose in life. And you know what I I find so beautiful about what you do? And I had a similar experience to you where, I mean, I went to India. I found myself, let's say, if that sounds cheesy, and then I came home in such a Zen state. And then I found myself so anxious once I tapped back into reality. And I think this often happens to people. And I know even friends and, and meetings that I have, they always say, oh my gosh, when I'm traveling, I feel so clear. I feel so aligned and I'm not scared. I know my next step, but then when I come back home, the fear and anxiety kind of kicks in. And what's so beautiful about what you do is that you actually offer coaching and programs along with these experiences. It's, it's brilliant. How is it for people when they do come home from that transformational experience? I mean, I've talked to so many people who've just come back without sort of a program or anything. And so many of them struggle. Like you said, they're unsettled. They don't know how to you know, connect with others. They feel lost. They feel alone. When people come back from our program because of what we've created and what work we've done with them, one, they come back as part of a community that we continue and we foster. Um, which helps them not feel so isolated and alone. They start reaching out to each other, being like, oh my gosh, I'm having trouble with this and that. And they're, they're super supportive of each other. But they come back understanding that there will be reverse culture shock. They come back understanding they will have strangers who are like, I don't understand what this was so meaningful for. So we kind of prepare them for it. But we've also done so much self exploration on the trip, that they're excited to come home and start putting into practice what they've discovered within themselves and to start sharing it with family and friends. So people coming up from our trips don't necessarily go through the same like lull in life or crisis, which some people can have serious profound experiences abroad come back to. They come back more excited about the possibilities, looking to take the next steps, feeling really confident, really clear on 
what life can now hold for them and how to add meaning, which is what a lot of them are lacking before they come on our trip. It's a very different experience to bring those people back versus others who I've seen come back from, especially volunteer abroad trips, back to a world where you're like, oh, this is privilege and abundance here. And I just want to give away all my clothes and move away. Right. And, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure when you start tapping into this stuff about finding your purpose. And then you have those feelings of being stuck. And I know I've been there. When you have so much pressure, often there's that resistance to actually get clear on what your purpose is. What would be your tips when you're guiding someone to tap into their purpose? It's like, don't stress. Don't overwhelm yourself. It is a journey. Things will unfold. And the more you can discover about yourself, usually we go away to discover it. But the whole why travel is so powerful is because you get away from the noise of your life here. You go and you can become more still and truly listen to yourself and have experiences where you can learn and, and have self-reflection and discovery. So it's about tapping into it, really beginning to listen to your inner voice. That little voice that's often said to somebody like, there's more to life. And people often are like, oh, I have to find life purpose. And it's almost like they want to scrap their current life and adopt a whole new lifestyle. I think my biggest thing is it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to leave your job and go and open up an orphanage in Africa to have meaning. Maybe it's finding a local charity to volunteer at. Maybe it's just adding some philanthropy, you know, giving into your life, finding a charity you're passionate about and donating a percentage of what you make. Trust me, instead of quitting a job and joining a nonprofit, take a chunk of your pay because it's going to cut down anyways. Take a chunk of your pay and become an amazing philanthropist about something you're excited about. Like there are other ways. And I think that's my big thing when searching for purpose, it doesn't have to be huge. We have people come on our trips who are in a nine to five corporate job. Again, it doesn't have to be like serving people, you know, getting them out of human trafficking. It may be that at your job, you just need to see how you're being of service right. and understanding that you are being of service in the role that you play and helping your coworkers and everything like that. It's trust yourself, listen, and it doesn't have to be massive. It can be small little ways. It can be, I'm purposeful because I'm a mother and I'm raising my children. And how do I intentionally raise them in a way that feels good to me? How can I do those small little daily things that infuse a sense of purpose into my life? Beautiful. And I'm so happy you said that because I often get that question. And I too have gone through that shift in the, my mindset where I thought I had to leave everything but really it was more about my mindset within my current circumstances that often needed to shift. So I have a question for you. Do you believe that your purpose changes and evolves over time? I do. As our values even change over time, we go through different stages and phases of our life. I do have a daughter. So there is definitely a piece of my life that I feel is purposeful in being a role model, in being a mother. I feel maybe as I get older and I may have ailing parents, my purpose may be to be of greater service to them. It absolutely does change. Different causes that you may be passionate about at one point in your life may shift and change as you evolve as a person. Like we are ever evolving species. I think the idea is more that you do have a purpose. <laughs> I think that's what people have to understand. We don't just stumble through life. I feel a lot of us are on autopilot just kind of getting through the day, paying the bills, 
And I think it's like you probably do have a purpose and it's probably to somehow be of service. I know that I've found a calling in helping people with disabilities around the world. But again, that may ebb and flow in time. If I feel I've, I've done a lot and I've accomplished a lot in one area, I may be like, it's time to shift. I will always be passionate about it, but is that my current purpose? So right. again, passion and purpose are also two things that you need to kind of have clarity around too. Each time you give an example, a lot of purpose involves that interpersonal relationship. It involves others. And you have a quote on your site, which I love. I'm going to read it. So the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mahatma Gandhi. And it's so true. Feeling like you actually contribute to the larger picture. Anytime that I've done things just for me, I actually just feel like guilty and like a phony more than I do. Uh, like I'm being of service to people at the end of the day. So I love that on your website. Oftentimes people, like you said, get confused with the passion and the purpose piece. And you know, when someone is super busy running their own business, being a mom, figuring out their life, depending on where they are in their journey. And sometimes I know you had mentioned before that relationships are so important to our happiness and they often take the back burner when we're prioritizing our purpose or our passions. So what do you do in your life to keep that balance? I have been extremely fortunate. You know, there's that word convergence. Instead of having a balance where I'm running around between a number of different aspects of my life, I have found the more I can merge them, the more free time I have. So I'm extremely fortunate that I love to give and be of service. I have a business, I have a family, I have friends. I am now working alongside with my friends. A lot of the work I do is I feel like I'm being social. When I run a trip, like the people we bring on our trips are amazing. And I feel I'm being, you know, nourished with relationships and friends. And I work with like one of my best friends. And then like I have brought Kiela, my daughter, on one of our trips before. I've meshed family. And again, volunteering is a part of my business. So I naturally get to do the giving within my business. I feel like I've been so fortunate to mash so many pieces that I'm not like, oh, I need to go be social now. I need to go you know, do business now. It's like I'm working with people that I love and I get nourished in that social way. So I really feel like I've just meshed all my worlds. Carol Shelta from Women Living Big partnered with us. and She's one of my dear friends to do our trip to Tanzania. So on my trip, I was like traveling and working with two of my closest friends, running an amazing trip for amazing women that are now my friends. I'm just blessed, I have to say. You have an incredible life. And I know <laughs> that there's a lot of work that goes behind that. Do you have bad days? I definitely do have bad days, but I feel like they're not as bad as they used to be. I feel like because I've traveled, maybe because I've done so much self-discovery work, I'm able to often still feel gratitude. Even if things are going badly, I'm able to put on the positive spin on things. I'm able to say, hey, this sucks, but at least I'm not in a refugee camp right now waiting in line for a bowl of rice to feed my family. Like I feel like I live my life in a constant state of gratitude. There are definitely days where there are struggles and frustrations and stuff, but I feel like I have a much better perspective where I don't get drawn into the drama and the stress. I know who to reach out to to help me get back out of it. I have great support system. Don't get me wrong, there are definitely those days, but I just feel like I have tools and people in a support system and perspective that helps me not 
go so dark on those days. Yeah, I know. Cause some people get the misconception <laughs> that just because you're living in alignment with your purpose, that you might not have struggles. This is why I love keeping it real. And thank you so much for keeping it real. I believe so much in, in just sharing and being vulnerable. And I have my people that I can be really authentic with, really real with, really vulnerable with when I am in that place. I think that is so important and we need to make sure we do have those people in our lives. That's one of the pillars of happiness. People are obsessed with happiness. <laughs> There's so many books on happiness right now. There's companies that have appointed CHOs, chief happiness officers. As a coach, what is your formula to help someone reach this goal of happiness? <laughs> so the big thing for me, it's funny because I am a believer like in happy and people are like, oh, let's not overdo the happiness thing. For me, it's a belief just so we understand the bigger. When you are happy, people tend to give more. Happy people are peaceful people. Happy people are givers and lovers. And so the more we can create happy people in the world, the better the world will be. So that's our basic like philosophy here. And I believe we have our three pillars, sense of gratitude, sense of purpose, and authentic nourishing relationships. And again, there's science backing all of those, but I really do feel that a life like where you truly have a gratitude practice or you just like live in a grateful state most of the time is huge. And then the sense of purpose, when we don't have purpose, that's when we begin to question, begin to question ourselves. And that's where, you know, anxiety and things creep in because we're not clear. Like, what are we doing? What is the point? Giving, being of service. I truly believe that is life's purpose. Like I actually can't imagine any other purpose for life. Like it's not to accumulate money unless you're going to give it away and help people. So when you tap into a life of service and feel there's a purpose, again, it is so fulfilling. You have meaning. And then the relationships studies have shown that having people in your life that you feel that you can be authentic with, that you can trust and rely on, it is the ingredients for a long and happy life. I think not enough of us look at that very much. It's the internal journey the whole time. Who am I? Who do I have to be to be happy? We do need to look outside because our relationships provide a huge amount of happiness in our lives. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because gratitude is such a huge piece. And I had someone come up to me, actually it was last night at a dinner. And she said to me, I got to be grateful for everything in my life. I know that I write it out but I still feel empty inside. That's a huge statement. Like if someone were to come up to you and say that, what would be your advice? For me, what sounds like the emptiness is the purpose. You are missing a sense of meaning and a sense of, of purpose. That is what makes people feel empty. And then obviously without, if you don't have people in your life, then you're empty and alone. It's an alone feeling. Gratitude doesn't, Fill the empty void with that lacks purpose. It makes you appreciate life. It can put you into a, a temporarily happy space where I'm like, well, you know, my life's good, but it will not fill the void if you're lacking purpose in me. That's a beautiful insight. Being of service. Often people think that you might have to start a, a nonprofit or be working in nonprofit. What are other ways that people can be of service? Maybe that sort of service doesn't gravitate towards them, but how would you offer advice for someone who still wants to be of service, but mm -hmm. might not dive into that world? When I say service, it doesn't have to mean 
giving to the less fortunate. It doesn't mean I have to impact the world. It can mean I am going to do something with my life that serves others. And that could be like a whole array of things. It could be that you're an artist and you're going to paint beautiful things that inspire, you know, like a musician. It could be any of that. Like that's not going out and feeding orphans, but it's still serving. It is still helping people in some capacity. Like I said before, if you're working in a job that like, you know, maybe you're manufacturing some tool, it's understanding that you are playing a role and you're supporting and being of service to those that you work with. And that this tool probably is actually needed in today's society. And it's finding, again, that mix of like passion and purpose. It still does need to light you up. If you're not lit up, I mean, some people are like lit up by marketing. Great, go and do that. And if you feel like, you know, your marketing products that you feel are helping people in their lives, then you're being of service. If you feel like you're helping your team, you're being of service. I also just believe giving is being kind. Do no harm. If you go through your day and you're not yelling at cashiers and, you know, being disrespectful to the bus driver and you're actually being friendly and you're just being a nice, friendly, pleasant person, that is even being of service. Vibrationally spreading some love. Exactly. Like it doesn't have to be these big, huge things. It can just be that you're not taking, like be a giver. That's in my mind, service. If you decide that you compost and you want to recycle, that's being of service. You're being of service to the world. Totally. And you know, every month I try to add something else into my life to be more of service and composting has been mine for 2019. So Me too. I've actually like just recently finally got it. Cause I was like, I didn't have the space and I was like, you have to make this a priority and I need to be there and I need to be more conscientious about what I buy and not buying things with crazy packaging. I give in a lot of other ways, but that hadn't yet been on my radar. And so this year I'm trying to make the more environmental give. Totally. So this is why it doesn't have to be a complete life transformation all at once. You don't have to drop everything. It's like slowly adding in these pieces and that's totally part of the self-discovery journey which kind of leads me to our final question. What three pieces of wisdom would you share with someone who is embarking on a self-discovery journey? It can be something that maybe you found on your journey or something that you've discovered through your coaching. I would actually recommend they travel. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be the other side of the world, but that they physically remove themselves from their everyday. Because when we're steeped in our everyday, the everyday relationships, the everyday environment, the everyday stresses and and triggers, it's hard to search inside. It's hard to know what you're thinking versus what your boss is thinking or to really, truly get into a sense of, you know, yourself. And so I recommend whether it's a weekend retreat like up north or if you really can, pull yourself right out of our culture. That is actually one of the best things I can suggest. Pull yourself right out of the culture because you don't even realize it, but we are steeped in the material things that are around us and the material messaging that we get and so many different things and messages that are just present that you don't even realize are in your life. And when you end up and you find yourself in some tiny village somewhere and you're not wearing your you know expensive clothes and you're not living in the beautiful thing and you kind of like, you know, just have your tiny little bag with a few, you know, articles of clothing. I can't tell you how freeing and shifting of perspective that can provide because you're away from it 
all. And again, I would also suggest trying to be of service. There is a lot of amazing self-discovery that can happen when you are of service. It can be very intentional. Like when I had just become a recreational therapist, I went and I did some recreation therapy stuff in Tanzania, Africa, and it helped me to explore what that meant to me, what that was, you know, what did I love about the job? What did I not like? There's a lot that you can discover about yourself when you're of service. How does it make you feel? Who do I actually feel like serving? Does that light me up to be of service in a certain capacity? There's a lot that you can really start diving into and it allows for amazing connection. And the other thing I do believe is hire a coach because there is only so much that you writing and journaling questions don't come up. I can be in my head. I can even journal things and write things. And a friend is different because they already have their biases and their ideas of where you should go and what your life's all about. But somebody who is an objective person that understands how to help somebody self-discover. I can't tell you enough about how I believe that that is a key. Having somebody help you through the process. Even with a book, it's hard when something comes up, a coach can help you dive further into that. Instead of being like, oh, I answered that question, flip to the next page. Those would be my three things. That's beautiful. And oftentimes in that self-reflection and journaling, you kind of beat around the bush. <laughs> exactly. And a good coach will like narrow in and hold you down and kind of extract what we often are afraid of letting bubble up. Even unconsciously, we don't even know we're holding it down. And a good coach will help with really peeling off the layers and not just the one little layer we want them to peel off, but like tearing that onion apart and getting right into the center. And, you know, there's still that stigma, even if it's like a therapist or a coach and it's like you asking for help is a sign of weakness, but there's so much strength in that piece. So much. I mean, I think everyone should have a therapist personally. There is so much that we don't even realize influences our lives and who we are and how we think and uncovering it and just bringing it to light. Even being aware that your parents had an influence on who you are and understanding the role that plays and then what can I do now? That kind of stuff is so huge and so important. So anyone wanting to go into self-discovery, therapist, coach, they do two very different things, but somebody to help you through the journey. Absolutely. Speaking of journeys, Jill has tons of incredible life-changing retreats happening all the time. And I'm curious, Jill, what is the trip or retreat that you're most excited about that's coming up? We are actually heading to the Philippines in the fall, and I am super excited about that. We are going to be working to help a very small community install solar panels to help them get water. They're on the electric system right now. It's super expensive as a community they struggle to afford it. And we're going to be working with them, really helping an entire community change. And, you know, we're going to be coaching around all sorts of amazing stuff. But some of the big things, because we're in the Philippines and Filipino people are known for incredible things like giving service and resilience, we're going to be tapping into some of that. And I know that the journey itself and the Philippines, having been there before, are some of the most amazing people in the world. It's a beautiful country. And so I know that the transformations that are going to happen there are going to be so powerful because the community we're going to be working with is amazing. So I'm super, super excited about that. That sounds yeah. magical. Jill, I just, I can't thank you enough for all the light that you put into this world. You're such a special 
person. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom, all of your vulnerability and <laughs> with us today as well. I feel the same about you. I think you are such a light and you are doing such amazing things. Oh, thank you so much. You've definitely inspired all of us that are listening today. I would love to know where could everyone go to connect with you? Yeah, so our company is Yugo Travel for Change. So you can check out yugotravelforchange.com. We're on Instagram at Yugo Change. And we have a Yugo Changemakers group on Facebook where we post lots of awesome things and a lot of the local stuff that we're doing as well in Toronto to help people get engaged in their own community. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Remember, to stay inspired in between our episodes, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Your Soul Compass and at Wonderful Soul. For free meditations and mindfulness guides, you can head over to WonderfulSoul.com. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And please, 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 If this content delighted you, leave us a note telling us on iTunes. I read every one of these personally, and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you, you beautiful soul, for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You are amazing and beautiful, just as you are. Thank you for being part of our journey and thank you for letting us become part of yours.